Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Holly Roberts with us for hour one. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, this is very exciting. I like if, that you're bringing this to the table. I know, me too. too. This feels exciting. Because I know nothing about modern day wrestling. I don't know a ton about it, but I, I, I know more than you. But th- still, I'm on the outside looking in, so do tell. Okay, so U.S. Bank Stadium is the leading candidate to host WrestleMania 41 Hey-o. in 2025. That's a big darn deal. It that is. That is a big deal. That's yeah. a, that is now a weekend-long event too it used to be like sunday night was wrestlemania but now they do a, there's a saturday wrestlemania and a sunday wrestlemania it's a it's a big old thing and if it comes here and if it goes to u.s bank i'm not saying that wrestlemania is taylor swift-esque but that will sell out it will be packed to the gills oh, for sure. it'll be such a fun spectacle celebs show up to that uh, often they interfere in matches it's very exciting yeah. i think this is really Exciting news. Now, nothing is confirmed until it's confirmed. Okay. And as of right now, it's not confirmed. Uh, Apparently, there's always some infighting on where the next one's going to be. And we've never held a WWE stadium uh, pay-per-view before. Although, Steve, you had mentioned before that we didn't didn't we once host the uh, SummerSlam or something like that? I don't know if we hosted SummerSlam because that's a pay-per-view. Are you did you just say that Minneapolis has never hosted a pay-per-view event before? A stadium pay-per-view. A stadium pay-per-view. So maybe we did something like, maybe something at the XL uh, happened in the past or Target Center. But Minneapolis has a, obviously, dating back, you know, going into the history books here, uh, really big into wrestling. Way back in the day, Ric Flair. Woo! He's a boy! He's a a gopher. He's a golden gopher. Yes, yes. yes. Um, Jesse the Body Ventura. How could we forget? Exactly. Sorry, that was really bad. I'm going to go now. But you A for effort, Holly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uh, Also, the the economic um, boost is worth noting because there was WrestleMania 38, I think, in Arlington, Texas. And that is believed to have generated more than $200 million for their local economy. So think about that. That's great. Now, I will say... When we were trying to get the Super Bowl back in the day, uh, and it hadn't yet been, or maybe it was right after the announcement, right around that time when we were one of the finalists or just gotten announced, um, I remember 
there was a uh, a reporter, if I'm not mistaken, who's uh, named Steve Tellier, who has since gone on. He's working in a different market now. But I recall him, if I'm not mistaken, doing a, a story on, okay, here are the numbers that they say are going to come into the Twin Cities, and it's going to be the this gajillion-dollar boost for the local economy. But how does it really shake out? How, how does the press release versus actuality, bottom line, shake out? And he was reaching out to other cities, I think like Indianapolis and Detroit, some other Midwest cities who had recently hosted the Super Bowl and had also been told, hey, this is going to be this gajillion-dollar boon for your local economy. And I'm not sure that it shook out the way for those cities that was promised. So, so I always take those with a grain of salt when they say it's going to bring this many millions of dollars into the local economy. I get it. Hotel rooms fill up and stuff like that. But I just don't know if it's always as inflated as the, the, the press clippings would want you to believe. Well, you got to eat, right? Girls got to eat. Gotta no eat. doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm sure restaurants and hotels really shopping. see a lot of busyness. just don't know if it's ever as big as they say. Sure. The potential why, is there, though. Why am I bringing a bad attitude to I'm this? not Let's go sure. back to the good things. Have Woo! you been in a live wrestling event, Donna? Oh, wow. I've been to a boxing event. I don't believe I've been to a wrestling event. It's been a very long time since I've been to one. I went to a few when I was like a teenager, 12, 13, 14, and I just remember them being some of the most exciting in-person spectacles that I had seen. And what's really fun, whether you like wrestling or not, if you if we got WrestleMania and if you went to WrestleMania, you would be entertained because the production value, especially from back in the day when I was a teenager to like 25 years later, here we are, it is skyrocketed. And so every, if you like a, a, a walkout song when you're at the Twins game and you enjoy the walkout songs for each batter, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because when these wrestlers, male and female, come out and do their magic, it is electric. And there's all this pyro and the video monitor. And then if somebody breaks in like mid-interview, somebody's talking, and then boom, like back in the day, Don, I remember when you would, the rock would be talking, and then you would hear the glass break, and suddenly Stone Cold Steve Austin's music was on, and you knew this place is about to go nuts. <laughs> yep, oh, God. Yes. They, they produce yeah. moments, live moments, very, very well. We should go. We should go. This is a thing we should do. Ready. Yeah. All right. Let's do it as a show. Project Down and Dirty WrestleMania. Not so much. I don't think the insurance is good enough for Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> I do have to say, I really miss Glow. Yeah. I loved that show. Aww. That R. was P. with your uh, your your crush, too, yeah. Mark Marin. Yeah. Who's in that weird show now about the empanadas. <laughs> he was one of the victims. What's, wait, what's going on? Somebody died from an empanada? <laughs> you know, I... Can't remember the name of the show that Matt Belanger made me start it watching. Was so good. Do you think maybe we should just block Belanger out from giving television suggestions yeah, just for a little while? I got to tell you, I watched another episode of another show he suggested. What the last thing he told me, and I'm like, I don't know if I can stick with this. Well, just let, be polite to Matt Belanger, but okay. understand that any recommendations he gives, just pretend it's opposite day. 
and just be like, yes, Matt. That yes. sounds fantastic, okay. Matt. I love it. We'll watch Schmigadoon, Matt. No problem. <laughs> we'll watch Empanada Show. Oh, that's great. That's okay. I got to figure out what the name of the Empanada Show is. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like um, Sweeney Todd, kind of. All right. See if you can figure that out. Let me tell folks what's coming up in the okay. rest of our three-hour show today. We've been picked up for all three hours. A three-hour show. It's a uh, Tuesday, which means at 11.30 when it's Rock O'Clock, that's when we're going to play the same name game. We're going to pick two songs that share the same name. They are not a cover of each other. They just share the same name, and then we pit a few of those together, and then we vote one of them off the island. That's 11.30. Another game coming up at uh, 10.30 every day, our College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Also, may I do a uh, deep tease to 10.15? Sure. A little random. Today is National Wine and Cheese Day. Oh, lovely. So if you enjoy the two of those... I think those two together are just really enjoyable in your mouth. Very fun time. I would do anything with cheese. Gross. I mean, I, I would drink anything with cheese, cheese but, but I won't, I won't do, that. do that. Okay. All right, anyway. anyway. Uh, go, go ahead. Well, it's, it's National Wine and Cheese Day. Okay. So I have a quiz. Is it a wine or is it a cheese? Oh, cute. So we'll play that at 10.15. All right. The Horror of Dolores Roach. And I thank you. And that is the Empanada Show, in case you just tuned in. Yes. It's, it's weird. It's all the information we have for you. And there's an Empanada <laughs> Show called The Horror of Dolores Roach. None of this makes sense. I still blame that uh, that Sabrina billionaire wedding vacation thing. That threw the show off kilter because those were a bunch of words that didn't make sense In to me. In Sardinia? Not Sabrina. If you say so. <laughs> hey, when we come back, uh, more bad press for Harry and Meghan. Yeah. We'll get into that. And then the, the Matt Damon story that we've talked about before, but it's floating around again. And if you've never heard it, it will, it will have your jaw on the floor. The money that he passed up. We'll tell you that story when we come back. It's Donna. It's Steve. It's my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You know, it's another day, another story for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I just think this is so unfair. Let me tell you the latest, okay, Steve? Okay. So, there's a guy, his name's Frank McGinnity. He's an 88 year old U.S. Navy veteran. And he lives near the Duke and Duchess of Sussex in Montecito. And he's got a new book out. It's a memoir called Get Off Your Street. And I guess in the book, he talks about how he went over to Harry and Meghan's house because, like I said, he lives very close. And he thought you know, I'm going to leave them a welcome gift. And it was a, it was the history of the area where they moved Mm -hmm. that it was a film that he had made and it was on CD. So he goes up to their gate and says to the security guard, hi, I'm Frank McGinnity, blah, 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 blah. Can you give this to Harry and Megan? And security guard said, no, thank you. Not interested. Thank you. And he says, I was just trying to be neighborly. Now, I don't blame this guy for telling his story. It's just the tabloids who take it and they're like, um, the the security guards have been accused of rudely brushing off an elderly neighbor after moving into their mansion. Um, 
Of course. They're not going to take it. Sure. I would I would instruct them like, hey, if anybody comes by, unless we know they're coming, d- turn them away. Tase them is what Donna would do. <laughs> <laughs> quick little... I, I don't live in Montecito. I don't live in a mansion. And I don't even answer the door when somebody rings. Right? I hide Ring. behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, two folks who are preoccupied with their security... Probably not going to take things from strangers. Didn't right. we learn that lesson? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Like, even if your intention is good, that's fine. But don't hold it against them. They've been they've been through a lot. And so who are we blaming here? The, the tabloids. Okay. For tabloids. making a story out of it. Okay. Again. With the, yeah. you know. Again, what's, just, it, what's it like working at a tabloid? It must be terrible. Do you all look around at each other? realizing your souls are empty like is there just like a a vacant look in each other's eyes of like i'm writing another damaging story based on little to no facts that might hurt someone (laughs) and publish i mean what do they have like an internal struggle or a great question i also feel bad i don't feel bad i worry about how these people sleep at night the ones who sit outside of tom brady's house waiting to see what time his friend is going to leave in the morning. Like, really, dude? <laughs> That's so <laughs> gross. You know, like, are they sitting there with binoculars and, you know, telephoto lenses? And it's just weird. What a way to make a living, huh? You're right, Don. Thanks, yeah, Steve. Yeah, well, but also keep in mind, Donna, with a lot of this stuff, the call is coming from inside the house. Okay, I do so, understand that, but I don't sure. think it's always coming from inside. Ninety percent of the time, so don't worry about it. They're all they're all playing with each other. Exclusive sources. They all go to the same school. Yeah, they all go to the same school. They might sit on the opposite end of the cafeteria, but they're all eating lunch together. So you, so let's okay. just let's just pick this apart for a they second. They all have rectangle pizza. So mm. you think <laughs> you think either. Tom Brady or what's her name? Arena Shake. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Either one of them called their people, called with a hot tip to, let's say, page six. Uh, page, yeah, or TMZ. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at the TMZ story. Okay. And it says Irina Shake dating Tom Brady, spent the night together. He caresses her face. It says exclusive <laughs> on this story, which tells me that one of their either people, we don't know Tom or Irina, sure, are giving their people, their publicists or friends or whatever, their network is giving TMZ sanctioned information hmm. about this story. So listen, I feel like I'm in school when it comes to like I am a young Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Young pupil when it comes to publicationships <laughs> and uh, conspiracies or, uh, or, or just sort of the, the methodical machine that's happening behind the curtain in Hollywood. So let me ask the question to the teacher. I think this means that I should be reading the word exclusive a little bit differently. Is that usually a tip of the cap of like... Yeah. Okay. Because that means, in my understanding of tabloid culture, when it says exclusive, that means the publication is in direct contact with sources and people Mm -hmm. who have been sanctioned by the celebrity to give that information to the tabloid. As opposed to that person just so happening to be very fortunate to be the only outlet at this spot at this time that got this picture, which right. is the other way to make it an exclusive. Right. Okay. Yeah. Huh. You know, listen, everybody likes a good face caress. Don't tell me otherwise. Although my wife does not like having her face touched. Uh, so I guess I just told you otherwise. Huh. What were you going to say, Interesting. <laughs> well, I was just going to say I'm on page six right now. And yeah. so you could send them a tip. Right? Mm -hmm. So I can enter my tip right now and be like, I just saw so-and-so going into Tom Brady's house at 3 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And then then you have to put your last name, your first name, your telephone number, and your email address. Nice. So... Do it. I should. Yeah. So... Donna. They, you could become a source, Donna. I could be a very <laughs> unreliable source. I could be very unreliable, and yet they would accept this tip, or would they do research? Oh, do they would think? do research. Well, yeah, they're going to fact check you, Donna. Okay, yeah, they're, they're not, not just going to get yeah. on a plane to Bloomington because you said that Tom Brady was at the JW Marriott at Mall of America. Okay, <laughs> got it. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And I, you. Thanks. <laughs> We're out of time. You were going to tell us something about Matt Damon. Uh, you know what? I can I can hold it, though, because I, I just read a little something extra that I hadn't read before uh, about a celebrity friend of his finding out about it, which is just kind of entertaining. And this has to do with if you ever, if any of you humble listeners have ever thought, oh, man, I passed up on that opportunity and it turns out. I could have made this much money there, or it would have provided me this career opportunity. You are in very good company. Matt Damon had to turn down a big movie, and the amount of money that it likely would have gotten him is is really crazy. He's told this story before, but it was up again because he, of course, is an Oppenheimer, and so people were chatting with him about that. So we will uh, chat a little bit about that story and the celeb he told it to. Excellent. And just a heads up, Kevin Spacey's criminal trial in the UK is now in the hands of the jury. Uh, We'll keep our ears open to see if they come up with a verdict during our program. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I said program. What are you going to do about it? You can say program. It's a free country. All right. It's program. Sorry, my bad. It's me weird. I don't know. That's a me problem. All right. We'll be back. All right. Good day. 
guys, it's Donna and Steve here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm -hmm. So when your back is out of whack or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by Tria. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to Tria for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to Tria when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, you never mentioned it a thousand times. It's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my many questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you? Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by TRIA. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit TRIA.com. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by TRIA. And we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson along with Holly Roberts for Hour One Every Day. And now this from Steve. You like Matt Damon? I was always indifferent. And then when I saw him on the um, Smartless podcast docu-series, decided I think he's a very nice person. Lovely. Huh. You were indifferent on him before. Absolutely. That is interesting to me. Really? Yeah. Why? He seems likable. Just naturally, like, uh, he's an easy-to-like person off-camera, which makes him easy-to-like on-camera. Okay. Ocean's Eleven? I just realized that now, though. Good yeah, I, yeah, yeah, those were fine. I wasn't, like... Those weren't, like, two of my favorite movies. He, he was fine. He's fine. I, li- I just think he seems like a very lovely, giving in an interview, very generous. Yes. Kind. Funny, generous with storytelling. Yes. He he's he's great. I I really like him. Thank you. All right. Well, that's that's good to hear. Um, <laughs> I like him better than Affleck. I could tell you that. Hey. Okay. That's fine. And I think that he is overtly more likable than just his personality. Just there's more of a warmth. Yes. Yes. To yes. Him, that's you know? what it is. Um. Okay, so there's this story that he's told before, and then poor guy has to tell it again and again whenever Avatar comes out or whenever he's doing big press on a movie and somebody stumbles on this detail for the first time and they ask him a follow-up on it. He was asked recently, as he is in the movie Oppenheimer, and he's really good in that, um, he was asked about the time that he turned down Avatar. James Cameron wanted Matt Damon to be... Sully, Jake Sully from Avatar, the leading male role. However, Matt Damon at the time was working on the Bourne franchise. So he was under contract, and technically he could have gone in and tried to strong-arm the situation, shift production schedule so that he could leave early and the others would stick around and finish stuff up later and all that kind of stuff. He's a big star of a big franchise. He could have pulled his weight there, but he was like, you know... I'm leaving my friends in the lurch there. And so I really, he said he was desperate to work with James Cameron because James Cameron works so infrequently. He just doesn't do a lot of movies. But he said, I have to turn it down. Well, it turns out that Matt Damon was offered 
of course, a salary to be in Avatar, but he was also offered a big percentage of the total box office mm, take. Yeah, yeah. Meaning his his role just in Avatar 1, the first one, would have netted him $250 million. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So, you know, easy come, easy go. Yeah. Here's how there. I look at it, and you're gonna you're gonna roll your eyes. First of all, I would say, don't ask, don't tell. Like, if you're offering me a gig and I'm under contract, mm-hmm. don't tell me what the gig pays, what you would offer me. Oh, I'm under you. contract. I can't do anything about it. I don't want to know. But I don't want to hurt a- my friends. Ugh. I don't like. Um, uh, not fulfilling a commitment. So, from that point of view, you you have to understand. Like, I, I can't do it. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna screw all these people over. So please don't even tell me what what the money is. That's my stand. But you, I think, if I were your counsel in this situation, I would say let's meet with our current employers who were contracted under. In this case, the Bourne franchise, and you've done uh, you have you have helped this franchise make a gajillion dollars. So let's go in now and see if there might be some goodwill, some scheduling that they might be able to shift around a little bit, um, changing the production schedule. You shoot then, the other shoot this time, so that everybody benefits. Still, they still get their movie that's going to make a ton of money, and you still get this other opportunity that could be really great. I would say don't be so open and closed about it if I were your counsel in this situation. Hmm. And let's find out, because whenever somebody makes a contract, both people are entering into an agreement, but both sides have generally in that contract some sort of wiggle room to figure out if we need to get out or if you need to get out. Sometimes there are out clauses, but, but less than that. I'm not talking about breaking the contract as much as hey is there a way that this could that work? i could do both things yes yes okay. absolutely but it's if you absolutely Donna. know that you cannot do both things why even enter into those talks just don't look back you but know? what if what Especially, if james cameron sat down and just said hey i want i want you to be in this and i'm going to give you 10 percent of the thing and here's when it shoots and so if the information gets rolled out in that way and then you find out oh crap I can't make that work, but you already knew the other information. I'd want it all. Tell me everything. I want to know the decision that I'm making. I want to know. I what wonder that is. if it makes a difference if they're competing studios versus working for the same studio. Of course, that would make a huge difference. Yeah, because now you you've got non-competes that you deal with and things like that but then you might have agents on both sides to relationships that are there that like hey i've worked with these people before on this i've worked with you on that let's see if we can all come together and find a okay, way that's to do fair. it that's fair i also think of course your agent or your counsel uh is going yeah. to say hey no let's take a closer look at this because he's going to get a cut of it yeah i don't know i think there are people who uh, if he if it if it's a money thing, I would say not everybody does, is motivated by money. Well, he was it telling this. It could be this. passion. If he wanted to work for James Cameron, totally understand that. But if it's about the money, it's 
it's not always about money for people. Well, and I don't think that it necessarily was at the beginning for him either. It was retroactively that the $250 million number became a real number because when he was talking to him, that movie didn't come out until 2010. And he this had no idea been, of knowing. Yeah, it could have been a $100 million flop. It was Blue People. Who's going to go watch Blue People? It turns out... Almost all of Earth, it seemed, went and watched Blue People. So then that number turned into $250 million. Matt Damon tells this funny story. He was, uh, he was working on a, a movie with John Krasinski and their buddies. And, <laughs> and they, uh, they were in the kitchen one Saturday morning on a break. And so they're at like Matt Damon's kitchen in New York, I think. And they're chit-chatting. And so Matt Damon then at that point, as they're talking shop, said, you know, I passed on Avatar. And then he broke down the numbers he said John Krasinski like burst up out of his chair, starts pacing in the kitchen, and is like, oh, my gosh, thinking, you know, that is an unbelievable amount of cash, and starts pacing. And then he stopped, and he said, you know what? Had you taken that, it wouldn't have changed anything about your life except for the fact that we would be having this conversation in space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sean Connery passed up. Gandalf playing Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and retroactively we now know that that would have netted Sean Connery 400 million dollars for his role in that for those three movies wow but I mean what are you gonna, what are you gonna do with 400 million dollars you um, know how 20, long do you have <laughs> the thing is you, you got to look at things like okay life expectancy okay, okay where good. are you in life I mean if you're 18 yeah that's freaking amazing if you're 60, like, at that point, what do I care? A million, 20 million, 250 million. I think this is what the rest of us usually say. We usually say this when, because it's like once you've made your first alien, I don't care what letter you have in front of it because it all gets blurry for us. It's like, what, what do you care? What's another alien? What's another 10 alien yeah. or 20? That is what we say. But yeah, I would think that to to play devil's advocate here, they start living in a world where things are very different. So where you and I are worried about, um, all right, is the heating caught? Do we need to turn the air conditioner down a little bit? What's going right, on? Is, right. Did the interest rates go up? What's the car payment? All that kind of stuff. Their financial stressors are they want to have a different property in a different place. They want to buy a stake in a company. They have a different like punch financial punch list so for them i think you can get into a world where that extra whatever it is billions of dollars does make a big difference but we the normal people we're like what does it matter once you made 10 million what's another 10 million and they're like well let, do you have a calculator because i'll show you what another 10 million would be and what we could buy and what we could give all i'm just grateful that you put me in the category of normal people <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> For the W. <laughs> compliment accepted. Toads. Now, wait a minute. If a company came to you right now and said, let's say it's just some, I mean, friggin' hillbilly, honky-tonk, whatever, and they're like, we want you, and, uh, and we really, really are going to make you a priority at our station. It's going to be centered around you, um, and, and we want you to start in six months but you're under contract do you say don't tell me anything else i don't want to talk about anything else i'm sorry i'm under contract for the next year or two years whatever you're under contract for. or do you say let's meet and talk and then and then what if they say We're, we want to quintuple quintuple i'm sorry hey negotiate I, hard <laughs> we want to quintuple your salary you don't want to know that information i don't want to know that information 
Oh, but it, it not don't... only would I react that way, maybe I have. Oh. Wait a minute, you can't just <laughs> that's okay. Oh. Fake news, everybody. Uh, I turned on a quintupling. No, I'm just saying. But then you can use that in future negotiations because that helps you to understand what your value is in a given industry. So that information, I feel like, can benefit you, though it can hurt in Matt Damon's case. It can also benefit you because you're very well aware of what your market price is. And it's like, hey, well, Hillbilly's going to pay me five times what I'm making now. Can we move on our price at all? You know. I want to be an agent for somebody. Yeah, you'd be a good agent. You'd be a good agent. I'm I I think they're people know who they are and what they're willing to do and whether they're working for money or working for the love of the job. You don't want to take a job because it pays well, but it's a bad situation. Sure. You know That's what right. I mean? Yeah, like, you don't oh, want to get yeah, in a toxic well, environment. Exactly. Like you just you have to weigh all those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just honor. Honor your commitments. Thank you. all Well, Matt Damon did, by the way. Yes, he did. He stuck with it. He did. He did the born. And by the way, he did say he would like to do still an Avatar movie. James Cameron has said that he would still like Matt Damon to do uh, an upcoming Avatar movie. But then when asked if Matt Damon would still get 10%, he just laughed and said, bleep that. (laughs) He's not getting it. That was a one-time offer. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. All right. Good talk. All right. I'll see you later, Donna. Now, you want to hang around because you've got the next story. Sure, yeah, when we come back, we got a little see something, say something. You ever feel like Elon Musk kind of rushes into decisions and maybe doesn't (laughs) think it all through? He might have some bad news about changing Twitter's name. Oh, no. And that bad news might be coming from perhaps his future fight partner, or nemesis, I should say, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Tell you about the future of X. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, I think it's this as a public service announcement. Something to remember if you are ever, God forbid, injured in an accident. First and foremost, obviously, you get medical attention, right? Even if you don't think your injury is serious, because sometimes you don't even realize you have an actionable case until weeks later. Then, after getting medical attention, get a hold of a good personal injury attorney like Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. He would meet with you for a free consultation, and I should let you know that in personal injury cases, attorneys don't get paid unless there is an actual settlement, so you don't have to worry about that part of uh, you know, the, the legal aspect and all that. Uh, when you suffer a personal injury, you are in a vulnerable place, and Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant would like to help you out with that. Uh, get a hold of Mike. It's very easy. You just go to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson and Holly Roberts here with us for one more segment. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Uh, maybe bad news for Elon Musk. Elon Musk, I'd like to be in the room when he's making these 
decisions. He seems to change things. And I appreciate someone who can change things without over-committing the thing. Sometimes hmm. you just, you ever been in a meeting where you're like, and what is the point of this meeting? There's a, And then there's the meeting after the meeting. And then we have, sometimes there was a pre-meeting, and then let's circle back in another week or two, and we'll do another meeting, and it's like, hey, how about, how about we made a decision, committed to it, and moved forward. So there's a part of it. I'm not going to totally bash him here. I appreciate decision-making. Clarity. All right, let's do it. We're very lucky, by the way. Okay, you don't have to kiss up right now. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, we don't have a lot of meetings. I talk to people who are like, I was in meetings all day. Uh. And they're like, no, I would fall asleep. I'd be like, I can't take anymore. We used to sometimes be, we had a weekly um, meeting in Twin Cities Live that was longer than our post-show meetings. And, uh, or wait, I shouldn't mention the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the local show that it was mm. on. And sometimes it was after the show, it used to be after the show, and it was, you were just so tired. It was at the end of a, like a Tuesday, maybe Tuesday from like 4 until 5.30. It Ooh. could be like a long meeting. That's a long meeting. And we were in this little room with, wait for it, no windows. And you just thought, I'm going to sleep now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to stay awake. But my body is saying, I've surveyed the conditions. We should be napping now. Nap engaged and then you have to fight it the whole time and try to stay like alert and then you know you have a long commute on the way home. oh meetings so you get my point thanks for bringing that up donna some people do it all day some people some people's jobs are essentially just one meeting after another after another after another sounds terrible elon musk might have hit a little snag in his changing of twitter's name and logo to X. I believe right now if you go to x.com it will redirect you to Twitter. So he he got that domain. He said we're getting rid of the bird, the bird's leaving. The Twitter logo is leaving, all of that. However, now we're hearing that there is a small problem which is Mark Zuckerberg might own the rights to that letter. That hmm. letter being X. Mark Zuckerberg's oh, nice move. company Meta has reportedly registered an X logo in connection with, quote, online social networking services and social networking services in the fields of entertainment, gaming, and application development. For the moment, things do move forward at X headquarters in San Francisco. Yesterday, workers started removing the word Twitter from the side of the building where mm -hmm. they have their offices. They were stopped temporarily by police because there was confusion as to whether or not they had proper authorization. It turns out they did. But at one point, they were like, wait a minute, who's up there? Who's taking this down? Wait a minute, is this, are they getting defaced? No, do they have a, you have a permit for this? They did. So they took it down. Oh, good thing. But they might have to put it back up. I don't know. Oh my and gosh. it's coming from Ooh, Zuckerberg, who they want to fight each other, Donna. Also, sidebar, I saw Mark Zuckerberg uh, posing with like two MMA guys after like jujitsu training. I would just like to officially say if the fight does happen, Elon Musk is in trouble. Oh, for sure. Zuck, and I hate, and I hate to say this about any billionaire because I'm a small person. He is irritatingly in shape. He was there without a shirt on. He's irritatingly in good shape. And we saw it happen with the Bezos, the Bezos biceps. They'd be popping. 
Oh, that's true. These when we dudes, go back and look at pictures, yes, yes. They're lifting. They're working out. I don't like it, but it's happening. Interesting. Holly, I'm groans of support. Mm. Uh, sure, we'll go with that. Positivity today. <laughs> exactly. Well, may I move on to a story that really spoke to me? And me too. So, let's see. All right, we've got four minutes here. Um, there is a woman who was on a Spirit, uh, Spirit Airlines flight. I believe that the f- the the plane was still on the runway. I believe it was sitting there for whatever reason. Maybe it was delayed or whatever, and they didn't want to go back to the gate. So she had to use the restroom. And flight attendant says, nope, you can't. The doors are are closed. Nope, you can't get up. This woman was like, listen, I can't hold it. I, I really need to use the restroom. And they were like, nope, sorry. Notice how I'm putting my spin on it with my tone. I sure do. I feel like it's a theater of the mind. <laughs> so, woman gets up, squats in the, what do you call that, the galley? Oh, back in like the galley kitchen area. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah. She yeah. just squats, pees right through her pants, and pees on the floor. So, one of the flight attendants started filming her, and she was like, um, okay, say hello to the camera. And the woman was like, I don't care. Have me arrested. That would be way better than what you have just put me through. I told you I had to use the bathroom. Um, and so she says in, something you haven't noted yet, which I think is important in this story. She says she was told she couldn't urinate for two hours. Right. This is one of these staggeringly long things. And as a parent of small children, right. I, at that point, just don't care about these FAA regulations for if we're going to be parked on the runway, we're parked now, and I'm going to take my seatbelt off if I have to go to the bathroom, if it's an emergency situation, which it was, it seems, for this woman. Right. And what if it was number three? You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> Remember? Number three. Remember we talked about number three? Mm-hmm. How birds go number three? Remind me. Is that when they do both at the same time? No, number but- three is, is about consistency. About <laughs> it's about texture. Oh my God, Steve! We have a whole yeah. promo about this. Don't haven't you ever heard <laughs> the term number three? I remember this from a few weeks ago, but I forget most of what we talk about, and so this just doesn't sound like something I yes, would have. Yes, it's about. airing right now, I believe the promo. But it anyway, sure is. well, did you guys talk about the story about the Delta flight? That was on the tarmac in Las Vegas for three hours. No. Temperatures in heat heat got got to 111. Multiple passengers had to be seen by first responders because it was so hot. I mean, hi, you're in Las Vegas. Sometimes they, sorry for all of our flight attendant friends, we love you, but, and we know that you're just following the rules. Sometimes they don't even offer you water. You know, I've been on a, a flight that was stuck on a runway. It was so hot. We went to the gate, then they turned around and went back on the runway, and then we sat there again for another hour. It's like, you got to understand, there are emergency situations, and people might not want to say, hey, I really have to go, when they're sitting next to two strangers and three on the other side. You know if, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you, you've got to like have some kind of accommodation for people who are telling you, 
I need you to let me use the restroom. Well, and especially if you're sitting on the tarmac for three hours. Yes. Yeah. 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 Safety. How do you how do you manage both safety and then human bodies? Right. Sanitation. Yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's tough. I think somebody should step in. Some uh, some uh, what do we call them? Politicians. And say like they someone needs to take up the the cause of these long waits on runways, and find out if there's a way that the FAA could change some things. Because I know they're always saying we got to keep you safe. I guess in case another plane t-bones us. Okay. But in the all the other situations that are very very unlikely to happen, like couldn't we go yeah. use the restroom? Right. I'd prefer not to get E. coli while I'm sitting next to this person. Who has to use the restroom? I gotta go now. Oh, Holly, Holly oh, we're just getting convenient. started. Number three. The whole All right, thing. we'll be right back.